Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Trashed uh, with Steve. I'm Nick. We are talking about Dune today, the 2021 Dune. 2021. Um, Which is uh, by director. Steve and I had this conversation off air. We have, uh, Steve and I are from the same hometown. We're, We're both from South Texas. We're both from the Rio Grande Valley. And so when we saw this director's name, we naturally assumed it was Dennis Villanueva. <laughs> we got real Spanish with it real quick. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've seen that it name. I've seen that name a million times. I thought Dennis Villanueva, you know, some kid, I don't know, where's he from? Probably from Laredo. I don't know where he's from. Anyway, <laughs> it turns out, it turns out he's French and it's Villanueva. So, or Villanueva. Yeah, Denis, Denis Villanueva. So oh, anyway, I didn't know it was Denis. I thought it was, oh, wow. Shit. I think, yeah. I think it's a French... You don't say the S at the end for whatever reason. Oh, it's like Paris, oh. Denis. Denis. Okay. Yeah. Denis Villeneuve. So anyway, uh, that's who directed the 2021 installment of Dune. Uh, did you ever watch the David Lynch one? Uh-uh. Did you ever try to watch and give up? <laughs> I, no, that's what I, I did. I, I, I've seen, oh, there's someone that posted on TikTok where I just saw like the differences. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm never watching that shit ever. Like it looks that bad. I was like, Mm-mm. I tried to. So I watched, you know, uh, Dune came out on HBO Max. <clears throat> um, and at, at the same time, and they also put the 1984 David Lynch Dune on HBO Max at the same time. I watched the contemporary Dune because that one looked really good to me. And I loved it. I loved right off the bat saying I love this movie. I thought it was great. I thought it was really, I, I, I thought it was really great. And then I was like, man, that was awesome. I've heard the David Lynch one is like weird and, and crazy. But the story of this one is so good. I'll watch a different version of the same story. And I made it to probably a half an hour, 45 minutes. I was like, <laughs> <clears throat> maybe even less than that. Probably half an hour is probably generous. Might have been 20, yeah. might have been 22 minutes. Uh, generous? That's only eight more, eight less minutes than what you said right now. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a big, that's a, I mean, yeah, either way. It's, still, it's, still, it's four hours long. So. Either way, the, the David Lynch one is just like. It's too silly and too eighties. Yeah, it everything I everything I like, everything I loved about the twenty twenty one Villeneuve Dune is what I immediately didn't like about the the David Lynch version. That's fair. Um, because I don't, uh, yeah, I I don't like the way shit was just. I don't like over over the top shit. Right. I like I like understated. I uh, that's what I really like. That's what I really liked about Dune. So we're gonna get right into it because we have this, and we're also gonna speaking of HBO Max. Steve and I are gonna use this uh, episode to discuss our preferences with at home viewing of movies and, and theater viewing of movies. Yeah. But before we before we get to that, we'll talk about Dune. And both of us watched Dune at home, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So what did you think of it? I, I it's I think it's a beautiful film. It's kind of like Blade Runner for me. There's there it's it's slow. There's slow parts. Like it's a slow movie, but the visuals are what you're there for. You know, um, the way the fucking uh, I don't know. Oh, you don't? Know. I don't. I don't know that because I I disagree. I mean, that's not what I'm there for. I okay. love I love the slow pacing of this film. That's what oh, I that's, like about that's, it. That's that's totally fine. I get that. But like I like the uh, equipment they were using. I like the. I like the technology that has advanced so far in the future that you don't use guns, you just use knives. And that seems to do the job really well. 
um there is there's some there's some history about that too which i enjoy i didn't know i wasn't aware of that because i've never again never seen this but the knowing that information and seeing how the opposing team used their technology and had like drill bits attached to their shit that would scatter stink the fucking enemy ships was really cool um yeah everything was really nicely done i think uh, just just slow for me just a little slow but yeah, yeah that's um, I interesting you know I, I i thought it was beautifully paced i really really liked it mm-hmm. um because they did a great job that's the big fault in my opinion of most blockbuster films especially like sci-fi action superhero stuff um they don't they don't care about characters in general mm-hmm. they don't they don't care about really setting up the world too much or if they do they're going to do it over the course of like 15 films yeah. and it's 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 not going to be actually building a world it's going to be just like little nuggets here and there and it's like it, it, they're not building a world they're just placing easter eggs uh yeah. on on kind of a a a boring canvas in my opinion <clears throat> so what i loved about this is it was so it was really slow it takes its time it, there's not a bunch of crazy action set pieces. Yeah. There's only a few little things. Um, and the, a lot of the fights are very small, very, very personal, very intimate. It, it feels it, instead of, instead of a big, you know, instead of a big star Wars battle where it's just thousands of robots shooting thousands of stormtroopers, and everybody's just like, you know, you, you, you see you see the laser beams going across and it hits a character you don't know and he explodes and it hits another character we don't know and he falls over, crumples. And it's just like, I don't care about any of this. Um, I think every fight scene in Dune was, for the most part, until until the end, for the, the impetus of the fight scene or the beginning of it was like one-on-one stuff. It was sneaking around. It was a character we've seen before, fighting another character we've seen before. Um, it, the, it, the bad guys come in and now we, we know we've spent time with them. We know their motivation. We know why they're there. Why they're there. Yeah. And we're like, and when they come in, when they pop through the door, you're like, Oh fuck, it's on now. Yeah. Um, again, there, every single beat of this film, I thought did a really good job of, of who's in this scene that I'm watching. Why do I care about what I'm watching? And I cared every single, I cared every second of it. Um, which is all to me a hallmark of a really great film because I don't, you know, I don't need more. I don't need more strangers with lightsabers. That's the kind of thing is like, everything has to have more lightsabers. We need to have more proton packs <laughs> oh, in Ghostbusters. More Dude, like. going to hate you so fucking much. You hate Marvel and you hate Star Wars. Like you, no one's going to like you in this whole situation. That's fine. You know what? You know what? In these trying times, we we need voices that speak the truth. Okay, that's what that's what we're gonna say. That's how you build credibility. When times are tough, you speak the truth. To I'm speaking truth to power right now. Uh, um, I have the voice of my generation. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm a subversive. Look, I'm an artist, Steve. I've okay, and I I have. I have integrity. <laughs> um, so anyway, no, I'm, 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 I'm drawing obvious parallels to stuff that, first of all, most of our audience will have seen. 
um if we have an audience that's the other thing it's like we're five <laughs> episodes in uh but yeah most of our audience will have seen they'll understand just what i mean if you think about these giant battles between characters that we don't know and don't care about, care about. yeah, uh, kind of... yeah it, it it loses any emotional impact um, unless you can tie it to like a real world event. Obviously, if you're watching a, a World War One or World War Two movie, and there's a big battle scene and people are dying, or Civil War, Revolutionary War, whatever, yeah. you you feel the impact. You feel the impact of these battle scenes in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, because no, because it's yeah. real. It's you know these things happened. Yeah. Uh, we understand people, the consequences people of were, yeah, people, people yeah. who are still alive, and they can watch this shit, and they're like PTSD comes back yeah. immediately. You know. So it's, it's shit like that where like we we know what's at stake because we right. we have generations of live that live through it. You know? Exactly, and, and, um, and we and yeah, there was real life stakes. If you're gonna do fictional, yeah. not real life stakes, like in space on a desert planet, then the only way to build stakes is to give us characters we care about. Yeah. And this movie again did that marvelously, well acted, um, <clears throat> did a great job of all of all the stuff. Uh. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, the knife fight, that was a cool thing, yeah. uh, which I would have thought, if you had told me originally, and again, I've, I've, Steve, you never read these books, did you? I did not, no. I read half of Dune 12 years ago. Okay. Um, so it's like the movie you didn't finish. <laughs> no, I wanted to finish. I was enjoying Dune. Oh, shit. Okay. I was living, so, all right, I was just, this is, a, this is one of the, I'll never forget this. This is like. This happened. This is Larry David. This is career enthusiasm levels of not having fucking, not understanding social norms. But I was very briefly. I lived in Costa Rica doing a uh, you know study abroad program, the summer thing, six weeks, uh, living with a host family, whatever, going to school and studying Spanish. One of my roommates, and you know another kid from my university, that was one of one of my roommates. We were living in the same uh, in the same house with the same host family. Yeah. He brought, he brought several books down. I brought a couple books. I finished my books and I was done. I needed something else to read. He said, I'll let you borrow Dune. <clears throat> I was like, okay, great. And I started reading it. I'm reading it quickly. I got halfway through it in like three or four days. I was what? doing, I was doing a good job. Yeah. Maybe even less. It might've been three days. I'm because the next part of the story, I'm 12 years older. I'm, I'm baffled to this day that this happened. I go back to my room after school one day, I'm going to lay down and read for a little bit before whatever else for hanging out. Uh, and the book is gone. I was like, Oh shit. Did I lose this guy's book? I went, I go ask him. I said, Hey, Michael, uh, did you see doing like that? He's like, Oh yeah, I, I took it back. I was like, Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't done reading it. He's like, Oh yeah, I know, but I want to read it now. I was like, wait, haven't you, haven't you read it before? He's like, yeah, it's my all-time favorite book. I've read it a bunch of times. I was like, oh, okay, but can I finish <laughs> reading it? He's like, no, I want to read it now. I was like, well, that's crazy. You let me borrow it. Yeah, but he's like, it's my book. I'll take it back anytime I want. I was like, don't you have other books? He's like, yeah, but I want to read this one. So I was fucked Dune for decades. I was like, fuck, I'm never, I was anti-Dune. This movie looked so good in trailers. I was put, I put aside my hatred of Dune. <laughs> but what kind of crazy? Hey man, it's his book. <laughs> I get it. I get it. How do you get that? Then don't then don't then be like, no, you can't borrow it because I no, might want to borrow it. But when I want it back, I need to read it. You know, like 
I get that. No, you don't. That's, I, mean, I, w- I wouldn't do you, that. I'm you, not that type of person. But I understand. A per- I someone. I understand. Care, someone, care, choose your words carefully here, because no, I, no, I, I, I might I, be turning this. I might be pressing the fucking stop button and deleting your phone number. This might be done. <laughs> I'm not going to do a podcast with a person who doesn't, doesn't understand social mores that have existed. You know, fucking. Oh, how about this? How about you control your impulses? Wait, I, I have a question. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I don't know what the situation is. I don't know if Michael even liked you. You know, so um, no, we were, this, I thought we were friends. <laughs> well, apparently not. <laughs> Someone who will let their, you know, like you must have done something in the point from wow A to point B that he was like, "Fuck you, I'm taking my book back." Victim blaming. All right, we call Steve a victim blamer. (laughs) I must have done something. What did I do to deserve it? Why don't you ask what I was wearing, Steve? (laughs) What were you wearing? Let's let's get down to. I don't know. It was Costa Rica. I was probably wearing a fuck Michael. Like what's going on, man? Like what was the situation? I don't know how you rolled back then. Anyway, that's the reason. That's the story behind me never watching Dune ever, or me me never finishing the book Dune. But I liked it up to that point. Um, back to the knife fight. You would generally think uh, that knives are a dumb idea in a in a universe where there's laser guns and spaceships and all kinds of shit. Giant worms. Yeah. I'm going to edit that out. You can leave it in. No, I'm going to edit it out. That was awkward. But <laughs> <laughs> you would... So, but they do a good job of justifying it. They, yeah. they, there's a built-in explanation in this world why we have to justify it. Because everybody has these personal personal shields, like a yeah. uh, force field around, the, around their body. Yeah. And if you shoot it with a gun, if you shoot it with like a regular gun... It won't, it won't kill the person. It won't do anything. It's stronger than a regular gun. If you shoot it with a laser gun, it'll blow up and it'll kill everybody anywhere. So definitely don't do that because you're going to die too if you shoot them with yeah, a laser gun. Yeah, sure, yeah, the only way you can penetrate this shield, what it, what it can't, what the shield can't stand up to is like a slow, consistent pressure. Yeah. Which I don't know if there's any... I don't know what force field physics are saying on the matter. I don't know if there's any justification for that. But as a, as a concept of like, how do we introduce knives into this futuristic society without it being idiotic? That's a great justification for it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, that's why I, I didn't know that until someone was like, hey, did you know that's why they do that? I was like, I had no clue if that's very helpful advice. I wish they conveyed that better in the movie. Oh, you didn't? Uh, okay, I, I got that completely from the movie. Okay, I was, I was like, what? Because I was like paying attention, but I was also looking at like, I was more, I was like, more invested in the visuals than I was the story at some points because I was like, "Oh, this is so pretty," and like, "This is such a cool world." But yeah, it's a beautifully shot film. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what about uh, what did you think of the voice? The voice. <laughs> Let me look it up. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. You don't even remember that part of it. So no, the there is a fantasy aspect to this uh, to this world. It's not just. It's not pure or hard science fiction or whatever they call it. The fantasy aspect is that the, the, the monks or the, you know, the female, that female religion, the Bene Bene Jesuits, they have this magical power. They can, they can, uh, to compel people, they can use the voice. They, they, it's like casting a spell basically. Okay. Um, to, and of course 
we find out early on that, you know, they do a good job of explaining Timothy Chalamet. Again, big Timothy Chalamet fan over here. Uh, big fan of this kid's work. I think he's I think he's going to be doing cool shit for a long time. He's already doing cool shit. But... Um, yeah, we're doing yeah. Now. yeah, this is our second Timothy Chalamet movie we talked about. Because we talked What's about the first? Oh, Don't Look yeah. Up. Oh, don't look up. Yeah, my bad. Uh, yeah, don't look up, and then this one. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it, it's uh, he's he, he's great in it, and of course, good character development early on. He's not that good at the voice. He tries to he tries to voice his mom to get some you know past the butter or whatever the fuck it was. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did not go well for him. Well, he just couldn't do it. Yeah, mom got mad. You know. But anyway, yeah, really, really good movie. Beautiful all the way through. Um, good character developments even even though the characters you don't get to know them too much they are weird sci-fi characters and they are all a little standoffish and and you don't we don't really get intimate with any of them but uh that's that's okay ordinarily i would be like i want to see these characters better but because it's sci-fi because it's weird them being at a distance makes more sense and even though they're at a distance, we still get glimpses of them. Oscar yeah. Isaac, who I'm a new Oscar Isaac fan, Dune, and then the like the yeah. the Coen Brothers movie Inside Lewin Davis. I watched recently. That's a really good movie. Yeah, it's like awesome, and he's killer in it. He's great. Yeah. So because like of because of that and Dune, I'm I'm on board with Oscar Isaac, um, uh, for sure. He uh, he's a, he does a great job, even though he doesn't get a ton of screen time, but he's he does a good job of presenting as we, we get the basics of his character, which he's a, yeah. he's a pretty good dude. Yeah. Like, you straightforward, know, honest, good father, good knows father right from wrong. Loves his fucking community and people like good. Yeah. Good father and cares about his people. That's all yeah. we need. That's all we need to know. Yeah. And that's all that matters. That's all we need to know to contrast him with Stellan Skarsgård. Who's the bad guy. Yeah. Or one of the, one of the bad guys in this film, the, the leader of the other, the other clan or whatever. But yeah, we get enough contrast with Oscar Isaac. A, stop it, you know, save those people. I don't want them to die from a worm. And they're like, yeah. you, if you, if we shut down the, if we shut down the mining machine, we're going to lose a bunch of money. And he's like, I don't yeah. care. Like, look, we have to save these people. People, yeah. Which is, I'm, which again, they present as like, that's never been said on this planet before. <laughs> so, so he's, you know, we have a good, he's a good dude. There's another thing, he's another thing he did that I really appreciated is that when he goes off on his big mission to another planet at the behest of the emperor, guess what? Egon, he brings his fucking family with him. <laughs> yeah. He brings his wife and his kid with them and let they're in his life, even though he has to go off to accomplish this mission. So, you know, why don't you fucking take some notes on this shit, Ghost of Harold Ramis, from our Ghostbusters Afterlife episode? Uh, go watch those hot takes if you haven't seen our if you haven't seen our Ghostbusters Afterlife episode. You know, uh, I've got a big problem with Egon Spangler's conduct <laughs> throughout the leading leading up to the leading up to that to the start of that movie. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, all those things were really great. I'm glad they didn't go too far. They didn't try to tell too big of a story. Yeah. 
the movie's long. Yeah, the movie's long, but they announced they didn't announce part. They didn't announce it was only a part one, dude, until it came out on streaming. That, that pissed me off. That pissed me off a little bit because I was expecting this to be like a complete movie, you know, like everything. But when okay, so yeah, even the trailer, there was no mention of this when you saw the trailer. Nope. It was just like, hey, come see Dune. And I was like, oh, that's the whole movie. No, they drop it on you when you fucking play it on HBO. Yeah, it's like part one. I'm like, are you fucking? They didn't. Even, they didn't even have part two ready to go yet. No, like they got funding or they, they got approved after this movie did kind of well. So yeah. I'm like, I'm glad it happened, but I was also like, dude, that's a lot of faith. You know, <laughs> like that's, no, but that was, but that's that. I I thought that was really great. I like that, and I like that the, the fact that they didn't try to to wrap it all up. That's a big criticism uh, criticism of the David Lynch Dune is that he tried to do everything in one movie. Obviously, yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of criticism of it, but part of it is that. It's just too much story for one movie and it gets bogged down and gets kind of crazy. Um, <clears throat> so I liked that they, again, they kept it small. They focused on, uh, they focused, family, pretty much. yeah, they focused on family. They focused on showing us this world and everything and then getting yeah. to it. Um, and then at the end, we see the beginning of the next adventure and who knows what part two is going to look like. I don't know because I couldn't finish the fucking book 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know if the budget's in line, but. We should get you that book if you need it. You know, <laughs> yeah, it folks, can't be so that much on Amazon. Either. We need, we need, subs- we need you to subscribe and like this podcast and tell your friends and help us get sponsors so I can buy a copy of this paper book, paperback from fucking nineteen sixty. Noble, yeah. So oh, we need uh, our first, uh, we need our first blue chew ad read so I can go to half price books and pick up a paperback. <laughs> <laughs> oh man hey, um, um so but you're like, right watching it uh, you like what oh no i was just gonna talk about like how are we getting to spoilers at this point like, do we, do we i don't think we even need to spoil it i don't oh. think we need to do anything spoilers um let's go into recommendations let's okay, go into I, why, why don't you I, rate it i give this like fuck i'm gonna say eight out of ten like i actually eight. this is this made me appreciate the world building that they did which was fast if you think about it because i was expecting this to be like four movies you know um but they did this in one and like the characters were like the stories they told and like conveyed like the mother being the mother and how she was taken care of and then the father and then like even the um like guess the bodyguard or the guy that teaches him how to like fucking defend himself like i cared about those people and i was like oh shit like i like that and then also the technology man the technology was so you had the fucking mask where you breathe the end fight scene was so cool too. Like he earned his worth. Like he became what he wanted to be, and now he's going to be taking well, he, people. Yeah. So yeah, that in fight, that Timothy Chalamet in fight scene. Um, I don't remember who he fights because yeah, it wasn't oh. it wasn't Javier Bardem. Yeah, it was fought. some other guy. It was some but other it, guy but, lower level. It was another yeah. guy. It, yeah, it was another guy from that. that oh, Javier or, Bardem was yeah from the tribe or whatever from the Fremen. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and the Javier Javier Bardem was there. But he wasn't gonna do it because another guy objected. So he's like, "You're if you object, you gotta fight him." Because yeah. um, he didn't want to give uh, quarter and and you know um, Aiden quarter to Timothy Chalamet and Rebecca Ferguson. Um, but yeah, that was really well done. That was really good. They kind of bait. You know, I mean, I don't care. I, I didn't. But one criticism I've heard from like fans is a uh, they bait and switched us with Zendaya. She's in a lot of promo oh. she's in a lot of the trailer yeah. and a lot of promos and she's well, not she's, part of this movie she uh, is it's just at the end it's like for a few yeah she has yeah she has three minutes of screen time probably yeah other than like some weird flashbacks and stuff or 
maybe flash or, forwards. We uh, don't know. Best, yeah, yeah. We don't know. We don't. Or maybe they're just dreams. Who knows? We have to wait till part two to come out. Uh, but I'm looking forward to part two. I think it's going to be great. Oh, uh, please give us an eight. I've got to check our other episodes to see. Did you give anything else an eight we've talked about? Did you give? I think I gave. Did you no, give Jackass I, an eight? I think I might have actually. Fuck, I didn't okay. think about that. That might be I all right. I might have given it a seven, I think. Okay. Seven or eight. I don't remember. Uh, I would I would recommend this film. And this is a, you know, again, I, I Steve does a one through ten. I just say whether I would recommend it or not. I would recommend it and i'd go out of my way i would i bring this movie up to people if we if we're talking about movies i'm like you should see dune i will i will that's how i recommend it um yeah i really liked it again shallow is great i'm excited to see where it goes i know what i do know from dune pop culture talk a little bit is that it it becomes kind of like a messiah thing Mm -hmm. um which i don't think the david lynch one handled uh, with a lot of nuance, David Lynch took it. David Lynch took the source material at face value, which is like, yeah, he's he's definitely the Messiah. We're gonna give him some Toto rock and roll guitars. He's gonna ride on top of a giant worm with a sword, and he's gonna fucking win this war and do some cool shit. Yeah. Uh, it's my understanding is that when this when this like savior thing is presented in the books, it's presented as like. Uh, I guess a, it's a false prophet type of thing, okay. but, but, you know, so anyway, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to play out, but yeah, I, because you haven't finished the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad about this. Uh, yeah. I don't know how it's going to play out, but I'm excited to, <laughs> I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to watch part two. Hopefully it comes out soon, you know, uh, cause I can't wait to sit down on my couch and watch it. Oh, because that's that's what you like to do. Because like I'm gonna sit down on my couch like and watch peasant. it. Oh, that's cool, yeah. The way um, it's intended to be seen. The way, never meant to be the way the way movies are best office. enjoyed. I yeah, I think you need to go to a theater and experience the sur- the Dolby Atmos surround sound that they offer <laughs> and play every fucking time that the fucking movie plays, and you're just blown away by this audio and crisp <clears> visuals. Um, I so, love theater. The theater is the best goddamn place to be watch a movie okay hands down unless it yeah I'm not, unless you, it's a straight to dvd i don't think it should be in the theater you know you love so that's why you love the theater it's just because yeah. they have bigger speakers than you have in your house you sure. love the, okay. the I you love like, the physical the technical aspects of a theater i i love the the immersiveness that i get from that when you go into a theater like dune i feel like i should have seen in theaters because that would have changed the game same as Blade Runner. I see Blade Runner twice in theaters just because I was like, I love this. Yeah, twenty forty nine. Yeah, also directed by Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, that's why, Villeneuve, and that's why yeah. I I like his film style and I love the way he uses fucking, I guess, practical effects because like seeing how he did Blade Runner and watching Dune, it felt very similar and felt yeah. like almost the same world. Um, the storytelling again, and I fucking love Blade Runner, man. Like I can watch that movie any day and just enjoy the shit out of it. It's um, great for the visuals but seeing it in theaters twice and being able to like experience that it was sick man and i fucking i recommend it if you can watch any of these films in a theater watch them so these are like movies that need to be watched in theater i uh, so again if you're just going to talk about like the the size of the screen and then the, the the power of like the speakers and that kind of stuff i guess i understand that i that's not that important to me 
I will say Blade Runner 2049. So over the course of the pandemic, you know, um, as many of us did, we're stuck at home. I bought myself a larger TV. Uh, so I've got a pretty big TV in my living room. Nothing crazy. Was it 60 inch, 65 inch, something like that. Huh. Um, certainly not like spending thousands of dollars on anything. Yeah. Just a regular middle of the road Samsung TV. But still pretty big. To me, it's pretty big. 65 inches is a yeah, big, that's TV. big yeah. And then I have a I have I got a sound bar for it. Nice. Just a, a standard, you know, sound bar. Uh, again, I all told probably both of those things combined probably six hundred dollars. Again, mm-hmm. so I'm not going crazy. It sounds fine to me. The first movie I watched on this big TV last two years ago, whenever I bought it, damn, two years ago. It's been two years when, the, when this pandemic started. Oh, you didn't buy it two years ago. You bought it like recently. You bought it like last no. year during the pandemic. No, I bought it. Tw- I, I bought it because you you told I bought me. it summer 2020. 2021. No, I bought it summer twenty twenty. Last year, you told me you're like I just bought a TV. I was like, oh, for real, man. That was another one from my. What the? <laughs> okay, well, that, was, that was that was that was that was closer to my that was closer to my breakup. My uh, big, my big TV that was that was whatever that was August of of twenty twenty something like that. So a year and a half. Uh, nevertheless, tw- uh, Blade Runner twenty four nine is the first movie I watched on it. Coinc- you know, just coincidentally, we're talking about uh, Villeneuve, um, but. It's, it's great. It's beautiful. And it's not that much. And I don't have to deal. Here's what I, what I don't like about theaters, obviously more than anything else is other people. Oh, 100%. Um, that's what, that's what has the potential to ruin any uh, theater going experience. Yeah, um, 100%. And it's, uh, like I'll never forget. And first of all, people clapping in movie theaters. If you clap when your airplane lands, and if you clap in a movie theater, just know that I I hate you. I I, I you're the yeah. It's terrible. Um, just seeing Jackass when the Jackass ba 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 bunch of people started clapping in my theater. I was like, God damn it, dude. This is why I don't come to these things. Um, the worst one I ever had was seeing the new, the first of the new Star Warses. The uh, the uh, uh, last Jedi, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. the first one, the uh, the oh, Death Star, Wakens. Death Star shotgun, shotgun one, yeah, Force Awakens, yeah. Force Awakens. I'll never forget. I'm watching it Regal Theaters on Westgate in, in here in Austin, and I'm sitting next to a dude. That's the same for the year I went to. Yeah, to watch that. Is it going to be Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sitting next to a dude in his 40s. This dude's older than me. Is he? This dude's in his 40s. He's with he's he's with his wife and kid. Yeah. Uh, maybe not a kid, but he's with a wife. He's got a wife. I don't have a wife. He's got a wife. <laughs> when he sees, he's with someone I'm yeah, not. I am he's, alone. <laughs> he's doing. Be- he's ostensibly by all metrics, he probably has more money than me. He's doing way better than me. Uh, <laughs> but he's when when he sees Han Solo for the first time, he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the voice that's the exact sound this 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 weird like flipper clapping <laughs> and this high-pitched squeal from a groan of uh he does this in front of his wife he makes that noise at the sight of harrison ford and a and a dude in a chewbacca outfit that's like makes yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the it's the worst thing that's ever happened in a movie theater not counting uh not counting um, the the 
the Bane, the, the, the last Batman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not, not counting the Aurora shooting. That this is the worst thing that's ever happened in a fucking movie theater. This dude making so, this uh, noise. Aurora shooting guy clapping like a like a fucking dolphin. Okay, I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's how we want to scale it out. I had a guy sleeping in a theater recently. I had to wake his ass up not once but twice, and that was fucking annoying. But oh, again, but you, you mentioned you told me because you told me that story. He was snoring. Yeah, he was snoring. Okay, so snoring is twice. Fine. Okay. I get it, <laughs> but snoring snoring is bad because that's disruptive. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. If you that, kind of stuff, that kind of stuff care. is disruptive. Um, but that's not even the that's not even the main reason I. I mean, that's that's why I don't like going to the theaters. I get it. Uh, yeah. that, I, obviously, obviously, the screens better. Yeah. Um, if it's if they're playing film, I mean, literally, literally the best best movie experience of my entire life was downtown austin at the ritz when uh, back when alamo draft test was running it was and i saw the i saw the 70 millimeter um 70 millimeter projection of the hateful eight. Oh, nice tarantino's nice. hateful eight i saw that in me and uh, me and me and our friend uh, beasley went oh shit nice oh, yeah, cool. i saw I, that in uh on slaughter in uh, uh film as well okay no they weren't yeah. doing they weren't no, doing they did it they did a special screening of film. It was like one or two nights. Oh, but, they were, but not the not the seventy millimeter one. Oh shit! Because they didn't have that capability. That, that's yeah. why they only were doing that road show at the Ritz, and then um, obviously oh, a few sure. a few others because the, the seventy millimeter is hard to do. Oh. It was beautiful, and it has what all long movies should have, which is an intermission. Because oh shit, yeah. As movies get longer and longer, which for some reason everything is you know Dune is over two hours, I think. Yeah. Um, everything's getting, everything's getting so little under what? Little under three, I think. Under three? Damn. Yeah, I think June is. Yeah, let me see. June's runtime. Yeah. While you look it up, things are getting longer and longer, and then it's just like it's so hard. And then now every stupid movie has fucking post credit scenes, so you have to just wait there forever. Bring back intermissions. If we're gonna make movies longer, that's fine. But bring back. What's wrong with giving us a ten minute intermission? I don't understand why. I think it's. I think it's also just people like it's it's theater chains being able like they're not being able like people aren't going to theaters anymore, man. They're, they're dying out from this. Is well, hold on. This is not what I'm talking about. I was saying this before the pandemic happened. The theater started to die. Um, this, you know, that's not that has nothing to do with people not being not offering an intermission in a fucking three hour movie. Is not has nothing to do with people aren't coming to the theaters. Well, like imagine or, or maybe having it does. To maybe they time. would. Yeah, I, I, that's waste the thing. It's waste like five, six, eight minutes. Dude, people, people's time is like really important now. Like especially now no, after a pandemic, where you lost two years. You know, it's less important. <laughs> that's the whole point. Is that everybody's just been stuck? You know, again, this is not. You're trying to turn this into a pandemic thing when it's 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 not. It it's just a. As films keep getting longer, filmmakers are bad at editing. Everybody thinks every single thing that they film is so important has to be in a film. A lot of it, you know, for most movies, not Dune. Dune was great. Dune's an epic, and I and I, you know, I, I don't, I can't think of a scene that like could have ended up on the cutting room floor. Two hours and thirty-five minutes is the runtime. That's long. That is long. That's but, but it long. didn't feel long. It didn't feel long. I, I long. I'm surprised. I'm I'm surprised by that. Um, uh, King's Man, which we re- which we reviewed earlier today, that felt long. That that had a bunch of scenes I felt could have ended up on the cutting room floor that we didn't need. 
um, I, I you know I think that could have been more concise. This one Two I hours can't. Eleven I, minutes for can't people. think of anything. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. that's that. I would have done that's, with one hour and thirty minutes easy. Yeah. Like that every, could have gone down back, quick. When we were kids, every movie was ninety minutes. Yeah, I, and I was fine with that. All my VHSs said ninety minutes on the back. <laughs> that's the thing. That's part of it. We don't have filmmakers. Don't studios don't have to think about. Um, the translation to VHS anymore. Yeah, so there's no restraints. So, so there's no restraints, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but that being said, if you're going to go to a theater, for, if we're going to have these long movies in theaters, I want bring back intermissions and that would make, that would help me go back to the theater because I love, at home, I could just pause it and yeah, I get you. bathroom break, make a cup of tea or whatever, another drink, whatever I'm doing. Um, it's, it, that's, that's one like aspect of it, but here's the other thing. Here's the main reason I like watching movies at home more than I like watching them in a movie theater. This is that 99% of my movie watching is at home. Yeah, that's right. My, my, I'm, I'm a guy, I have movies, I love movies and I have movies that I feel so strongly about and I watch them over and over again. Um, I've watched again, my, you know, of my five, two of my favorite movies are, you know, Arthur 1981, Dudley Moore and the big Lebowski. Um, I, I like hanging out and watching those movies and I'll watch them again and again. And the idea that I, the idea that I'm not getting the full experience from these movies I love because I'm not going, I'm not seeing them in a theater every time is crazy. It's, it's, it's better to watch them at home. You you get a cozier feeling generally. And plus, again, if I, you know, watching them at home is how almost all of my film watching it happens. And that's that's a better, that's just, that's why I like that environment better than, than I get you. I get, I get bothering it. at the movie theater. I understand, again, I understand the technical aspect. If you're going to watch, yeah. if you're going to watch some big bombastic, you're going to watch Dunkirk or you're going to watch some, yeah. some, you know, maybe a, a, any Christopher Nolan movie or, or uh, any of these sci-fi stuff or superhero stuff, whatever. And yeah. it, it, the theater's place, Michael, yeah. Mike, you're going to watch, we're going to watch Michael Bay ambulance movie yeah. <laughs> that we talked about in our trailers episode that came out previously, uh, you know, for, for, for being important shit like Michael Bay, you want to be there for the, uh, you want to be in a theater to feel the vibrations of of his artwork, but those aren't the kind of movies I love. Yeah, no. The movies yeah. I love are the movies I love are comedies or uh, you know <clears throat> dramas and and stuff like that. Stuff that really personal and like you know good stories and good characters. Most of my favorite movies are all comedies. So you don't need all that. Yeah. And, and I don't think you particularly need it for even something like Dune that is a big, you know, production piece and stuff like that. I don't know. I was fine on my TV with my soundbar. No, I get you. I get, I get, I get, I get everything you're saying. Um, but the movie theaters for me is like a treat. And I love me some treats. So <laughs> going to the theater, man, and being able to like, Buy your popcorn, get your coke, and sit down, man, and just and enjoying a film is like one of the best things ever. I just love being able to go do that, and also going to. I love going to different theaters. I don't like ever going to the same theater. I mean, I, if you if you are where you are and you only have one theater, that's cool. But 
I love going to different Alamo draft houses. I love going to different uh, fucking Cinemarks. I love going to fucking different Regals. Like, all that shit excites me. I'm like, this is a treat. And I'm there for it, you know, man? And if I, since I have that AFC movie pass, I'm able to go three times a week. Every yeah. other week. Yeah, or every other every week, yeah. So it's pretty sweet. That's not, I mean, yeah, that's not bad. A, a subscription service like that. <laughs> I wish, you know, we're, we're going to be naming all these episodes just the name of the movie. You know, Let's Get Trashed episode one. Let's Get Trashed episode six. The name of the movie. Yeah. But I wish we could call this episode I Like Me Some Treats. <laughs> it's, <a> treat. <laughs> it's pretty good, man. Pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, I, love, I, love, I love the cinema. I love the cinema. Fair enough. You know, yeah. again, I, I that's the kind of that is the kind of thing to your point as far as like the technical aspects of it and just feeling well, yeah, at least that part of it. That is the kind of thing I would buy if I won the lottery. Is I would put, I would do the whole I, movie theater. I, I, I wouldn't buy. I would buy a theater. I'd buy like whatever local mom pop. Okay. That's just I, like. That's some Richie Rich shit. That's just... No, it's not. Because I would still live poor everywhere else. I would just own a theater. And I'd probably live in that theater in all honesty if I could. But I would love to have a theater. That's that's, okay. the... that's, a, that's great. First of all, dear listeners, no, he wouldn't. This is not what he would do. He, wanna, he would do what everybody else would do, which is just <laughs> renovate his house and put a nice... Put I don't a nice have a house. Theme. I'm buying a theater, man. <laughs> I, know, my, I love you think you're so bohemian. You're so bohemian that even even as a even as a hypothetical lottery winner, you're gonna be like you're gonna be like the artist living above the loft. You know, you just think you're gonna live that life here forever. Oh, you're I, not. I, well, I totally will. It's gonna it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You're gonna, you're gonna be like, oh, man, I can come to your theater. I'm like, yeah, but you can't stay over, bitch, because there's only one fucking room. <laughs> and it's what theater, what movie theater are you buying that's one room? I don't know, man. Whatever I can find, you know. Whatever. I'm not now you're, a fucking now you're hunting. Yeah, now you're hunting for a, per, you know, for a small. Now you're hunting for that the the last action hero theater. Exactly. That's the perfect. The- I love that theater. That's there's a theater like that in San Antonio that I really appreciate. I'm like, this is adorable. It's like underground. It's fucking. I love that theater. But yeah, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna do the same thing that all of our viewers would do, which is I'll just put a nice you know, theater I, screen and a, uh, I just put a nice setup in a house that I lived in and watch movies that that's way. Fair. That's, that's a cute. What I would, what I would use my, what I would use my money for after installing that, I would find a way to like get first run movies. I know that's like possible. I don't oh, shit, know. To get like custom screens for your individual. Yeah. yeah I, I, I know so. it's possible. Yeah. You just gotta I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much money you have to have to have, or maybe you have to like be part of a Hollywood. You have to be a yeah. Hollywood thing. Would- because, like, obviously, you know, Tarantino doesn't have to go to the theater. If he wants to watch a movie that's out right now, he can just get a copy sent to him. But yeah. he gets that because he's a dude that's in the film industry. I don't he's know. Maybe for so long. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, plenty of people, I think, can get that. So I, I would I would want that where I could watch current run stuff at a home theater. That is, like, the dream. Oh, yeah. um, I, I agree. I yeah. agree. I just. Yeah, I don't. I like going to. I don't. Yeah, I don't romanticize I, it like Steve does. Oh, thinking he's gonna live in a. He's gonna live in a. 
a broken down old movie theater that he renovated that still has some charm, even though it's yeah, exactly, bro. Steve, exactly. yeah, that, that, I'm doing that gold inlay all around it. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna make it real nice. It's gonna yeah. be treats for everyone at that theater. <laughs> treats for that's what we're calling it. I'm calling it treats for everyone. Treats for everyone. It's like that that Matt Damon movie where he buys a zoo, but instead, it's, oh, yeah. I buy instead a zoo. Of, yeah, it's, it's I buy oh, a, buy a zoo. I buy a decrepit movie theater. <laughs> that's for sure haunted. That's for, <laughs> yeah. That has some fucking general because I'm buying this in Texas, you know. Someone, someone fucking, someone white pretty much owned this theater before me, and they uh, they did some things, you know. And this is their ghost haunting it. What the fuck are you? <laughs> Where did this come from? I mean, no, no, that's no. a that's such a weird that's a, that's such a it's just a weird addendum <laughs> to your fantasy. <laughs> it was owned by a by white criminals before you like. <laughs> What are you looking for? You're looking for gold under the seats? Like I don't understand. You know, <laughs> I'm looking for gold bars to fund the fund making this theater beautiful because I'm not using any of my lotto winnings. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah tell, telling your accountant like, what's your investment idea? It's like, well, I'm going to buy a theater and then just root around until I find some money on the floor. <laughs> It'll hopefully pay it off. Um. Anyway, so. Let us know in the comments, please. You know, if, if you're watching, like and subscribe. I think we're gonna wrap this one up. Uh, but yeah, let us know if you prefer movie theaters or watching it at home, and uh, let us know if we forgot any arguments one yeah. way or the other. Yeah, or anything like that. But any again, insight that you have that you'd yeah. like to share with us that makes a theater better or a movie theater or a movie experience better. No, watching Close it at home. home. Watching it at home is so much better. And then again, it's just how I watch all the movies I love. Content. Yeah, I get yeah. It. Don't say consume content. That's so corporate and that's exactly what it is. It's consume. so twenty. It's so twenty twenty and bad. Uh, I hate it. That's what you're doing. You're I hate calling. Content. I hate the. I hate calling art content. Yeah, that's weird. It's supposed to be art, yeah. and yeah. but it, you know, it, I don't know. The world we live in is now content. Yeah, I know. I, I I wish we lived in a different one. I wish I wish I lived on the desert planet from Dune. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whatever that's whatever that shit's called. No, not even. I want to live on the Oscar Isaac planet from the beginning of the movie. The one oh. that had water and shit. And, and he's like, we have to leave and go live on the, on Dune. But I would be like, dude, let me hang out. I'm going to hang back and I'll, I'll, I'll hold, I'll hold down the I'll fort. The fort. Doggy. I'm going to just chill with a water planet and it just be cool. And then you guys, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to give up your lease on this shit. So let me, let, you know, can I sublet your? Let me sublet this until you're getting ready to get out of here. Yeah, look, I'll sublet this until you get your whole shit taken care of. You don't want to. You don't want to lose this beautiful rent-controlled planet in downtown, the water part of the galaxy, or wherever the fuck we are. I don't. You know. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, thanks everybody. Uh, please, you know, like and subscribe. Tell a friend about it. Uh, Follow Steve. I'm pointing the wrong way. Follow, follow Steve on Instagram at Step on Hen. Follow me on Instagram at Nicktaz of Drums. Uh, the page, our our show page is Let's Get Trashed Pod at Let's Get Trashed Pod on Insta. And then you can also find our Letterbox account, uh, Let's Get Trashed. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace, guys.